Welcome back to another Identical Draw podcast. It has been a while, but we're back. Thomas and I made a quick trip down to the Kansas City tonight, do a little scouting uh, preseason, and um, use that Vortex Optics class, who's a sponsor of this year podcast. Thank you, Vortex Optics, for supporting us. Um, man, it's going to be a banger fall. We'll, uh, we'll get into it. All right, um, just like we do a lot of times, we are on the road with this here podcast. Um, it is the middle of August, and Thomas and I, we had a impulse, quick little trip down to the 80. Um, we frequently do that, but we have, the trail cameras have been honestly pretty good. We were talking that we have, we've definitely had the most summer trail cam picks on the 80 that we've ever had it it's just a constant progression getting better like year one deer knew this ground as cattle ground deer number two and we didn't get any summer pictures yeah year number two they kind of knew but still really thought of this ground the 80 as cattle ground year three i think they're really starting to get where the food is on this ground and that Mm -hmm. it's permanent now so uh yeah i mean we're like Last year, we didn't get any, like, velvet picks um, after, like, August 4th. Like, we had just, like, almost two months of, like, no buck picks on the 80. Um, It obviously ramps up quite a bit as soon as you get into early to mid-October. But, um, I mean, we're, like, it's the middle of August now, and we're still getting picks every other night, every night uh, of nice deer. So, Mm -hmm. the change is happening. Yeah, so... Um, it's really good to see that this property, it's just holding deer better throughout, uh, 365 days a year, which is good to see. But anyways, um, it's been getting enough action that Thomas and I wanted to give one more quick scout. So we, uh, we texted the wives real quick and we're like, Hey, can we disappear for a few hours this evening? And of course they are uh, understanding and loving and said, yeah, you guys can go. So we tore down here and, um, we split up. Thomas was glassing in our shed plot, which is really close to our shed, um, on the southern part of our ground, and it's just a clover plot right now. Um, really good clover, though. It's yeah, it, it came in. Last year, um, we had our food plot guy, Kevin, t- no-till um, some a seed mixture in there, and, and uh, it kind of came in, didn't really. Yeah, um, it wasn't. It wasn't anything special. Deer weren't going there really for the food, um, mm-hmm. but this year, I mean, the clover has just done fantastic. So. Yeah, yeah, much better. Um, and that—that's since last year. It's been that's kind of been the summer place for bucks. It's definitely the best camera on the property right now. Um, and then I was—I I texted our neighbor that um, owns property to the north of our eighty, and he has a bunch of beans in right now. So. I just was like, hey, can I just scout? And he was, of course, really, really fine with it. So, um, which we really appreciate. We have we have amazing neighbors down there in the eighty, and uh, I knew we were gonna get the yes. So, but I was really appreciative of that. So, Thompson and I were split up, and uh, I had this is Nate talking. I had uh, 
I was, I was on our neighbors to the north and um, just, I mean, a few hundred yards from our 80 border. And um, right away had a bunch of does in the field, um, a few does, um, a handful of fawns with them, and then a young buck stood up to the east of me in the beans. And it was basically that the whole night, just does, fawns, young deer, young buck. And um, it just felt right, though. I just was like, I'm going to see a big deer tonight. It just, uh, it was a little breezy, and then it kind of tapered off, but it was, like, cool. And um, sure enough, just to cut to the chase, uh, I had been there for at least an hour and a half, and it was getting pretty dark. The camera light was pretty much running out. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to stand up, grab my binox, do one big uh, glassing session around me quick just before I head out of here and bust stuff up and uh man I saw a really nice deer Thomas and I we've gone back and forth he we know the deer he we called him the young 10 last year because he was a three-year-old we believe and he'd hang around like club and stuff he, he he usually like would be in the same pick as club every once in a while. He was he was consistent though. I mean, yeah, we saw him we saw him a few times in the stand, and he was yeah. all over our cameras. Yeah, I mean, he was a consistent buck. We knew mm-hmm. easily recognizable, and when he popped up this year randomly um, on a, a different camera that we had never set before, um, he blew up. I mean, just looks like a big frame ten. Mm-hmm. Big, yeah, big frame ten. Um, we. At first, we thought he was probably in the 160s. After getting eyes on him tonight, I'm thinking he's probably in the 150 range. But he is for sure still young. Like, he is for sure, like, four and a half. There's no way he's five and a half. So, he, like, next year, he's grown. And he has, like, his frame. Like, he's not super tall. He's still pretty tall. But his frame, you could just, like, look at that deer and be like, this deer can hold a lot of antler. Yeah, he's, he's got potential just to yeah. be... Just like a one one eighty ten. Yeah. Next is- year we were talking like he's looking at Boone and Crockett status all day, so it's tough because that would for me that'd be my my biggest deer, possibly Tom's biggest whitetail, and uh, it's it's tough. Like, do you just go like trophy on him and be like, man, let's just see if he can get through because we want to, we want this deer to get through. Um, if he if if he does come by, it'll it'll be. It will be a hard. It'll be a hard pass. The hardest pass we've ever had. To do yeah, sure. I mean, th- yeah. If we pass this deer, I mean, we're just. Which I I don't look down upon, but I mean that's I mean it's trophy hunting. Yeah, we just want his antlers to get bigger. Yeah, yeah, because we know we know he's got the potential, and we also know in this area that a lot of neighbors would probably pass him too. Yeah. Um. That's so the odds of him making it through. I know in the area there's a few neighbors that would definitely shoot him, but there's also a few that would for sure not shoot him. So it's 50-50. It's a toss-up, just like any deer getting old. Like, the odds of them getting shot are probably higher than them living. So that's a whole other thing. Yeah, I mean, the, the neighbor uh, who you who gave you permission tonight to scout shot, like, a super awesome up-and-comer four-and-a-half-year-old last year. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Like, kind of like the same deal. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he'd probably shoot him, but, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to shoot and what not to shoot. Um so you just never know if this deer is going to make it through or not. But I've seen him tonight. I just can't imagine what he's going to be next year. Um, and I, I went tonight. I went from like I would 100% shoot that deer to like I would most likely pass that deer. So it was great. I mean, 
it was really awesome to I laid down some footage on him. Um, it's super dark, so the footage is crap. Couldn't get any pictures because it was literally that dark. But he he actually crested out over the hill, so I was able to get some some decent video of him with the sky as the background of his antlers. So, um, but he's he's a really nice deer. It was really awesome to see him. He's going to be a mega. Um, and then Thomas was in that shed plot, and he had a nice one come out too. Yeah, I mean, I literally walked, I don't know, 50, 70 yards down from our shed, um, which basically just puts you right on the top of this um, shed food plot. And, I mean, I like the layout. It's like an it's like a big L. Um, it's clover. Also, um, yeah, it, it, it did really well this year. Um, so... I'm back pretty far off the plot, um, but I can see we have a feeder in there um, right now. We uh, we don't, even though it's legal, we, we don't feed our deer through uh, the season. Um, but we like to just see how they move naturally and if they, like what they think of our plots and stuff. So, but anyway, I mean, it, it was a slow night besides seeing a nice uh, three and a half, four and a half year old buck um, come in. I mean, it's, super fun watching nice velvet bucks i mean this this is a stud um he's a main frame like eight point but he's got triple brow on his left hind um neighbors got a couple photos of him i mean he, he's he i would i'd probably say he's four and a half mm-hmm. um he doesn't look young in the face but he doesn't look like the meaty big five and a half year old um body mm-hmm. um so, it, I mean, it was super cool. He only hung out like two or three minutes, um, but enough for me to get a couple pics and some footage of him. Um, oh, I always, uh, Nate and I always shoot 4K on these uh, these scouting nights because you're able to just crop in nice and tight. So mm-hmm. um, that'll be on a future Kansas City episode that'll hopefully drop soon. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we have scouted one other night besides tonight, and it was not nearly as productive, so we are happy to – See some big bucks in velvet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was kind of talking to Tom, but, yeah, it just felt like fall tonight. It just felt like a, felt like things were cooling down and the deer were moving and um, just felt like it's getting right. But um, we've talked about it on Instagram, but this year is just so interesting. We have, like, there hasn't been a mega, like, I'm not, I'm not even talking about antler size, just like an old-ass deer appear. Like we, yeah, no, we, no, our Freddy. class of three and four year old bucks on the 80 right now is ridiculous. We have at least five or six right now that are in the 130 to 150 range that are yeah. all like three and a half to four and a half year olds. And gnarly bucks, like, gnarly bucks that are going to like multiple times, like multiple brows and most bucks, like kickers on a, like, most deer, big giant, like five by sixes that just are short because mm. they're, he's only three and a half. So this is like the year you just have to like get through yeah. and it's going to be interesting hunting it. Like we always have mature deer. We've, I mean the last two seasons we've always had mature deer like come around in the October time frame and I expect the same thing this year I expect there to be mature big bucks October November hanging around but like truly yeah, I, I yeah, think we're going to be passing no, a lot of deer there's no question whether we're going to have some mature bucks around we will yeah. um, it, it's just a unique summer that like they're not the ones living on our ground like we'll probably hope like hopefully we get lucky with an excursion buck and hopefully like our late season m- more mature bucks like half rack and the big eight um, mm-hmm. who we think we might have finally got a picture of the big eight um, mm-hmm. today 
Mm. Um, so that's finally a mature buck that we think we're pretty sure it's him. The yeah. big A we found sheds to uh, the match set, um, which which would be awesome if he's around already. Um, mm. We usually don't get our first picture of him until October, but um, as bucks age, their uh, home range shrinks. So um, yeah, but it's it's. I mean, the next two years will be absolutely wild because, I mean, we have so many young up-and-comers that are just, like, potential through the roof. Um, and a lot of these deer will for sure get the pass by neighbors this year. And we'll just have a, a either stud four-and-a-half or five-and-a-half-year-old class next year. That will just be super fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, our, I'd have to look at what our last podcast was on, but just, like, kind of a, a speed speed session through management um most of our stands are hung yep uh phrase corridor which was really good last year saw a lot of young bucks um a lot of great bucks um we changed our our stand in that spot similar uh similar area honestly only probably 30 yards from our other tree but um we're just in this amazing pocket um with some honey locusts and, and cedar so really looking forward to that stand um we also hung uh, a deep um, east side uh, of our property uh, set that we actually got pics of the buck Nate saw tonight for the first time, the young 10, uh, since last year. Um, so that's, gonna, that's kind of our, uh, our rut, like just plunge into the ground uh, sit, like do, like do it November 10th, November 8th, whenever, November 12th, and when it's really just like you can risk that kind of move. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got that set. Um, we've got an awesome set, brand new in our South Beans, which was just money last year. Um, I don't know, things are different on the eighty. We got corn in for the first time. Um, we've probably talked a little bit about that, but yeah, uh, it's strange seeing, I mean, the corn did super well, like mm-hmm. super tall. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, we've moved the platform to, um, pinch some deer moving between the corn and and us so i mean i don't know our stands are like 10 out of 10 better than last year yeah and our uh what sean helped us with uh idea wise uh that our transition plot between um our like that basically heads to our bean and corn plot um that's all planted and that's mm-hmm. in so um, brassicas clover clover mix there and now that, that stand last year was nuts already yeah so if you have now you have a spot where you've got a food source there will hopefully bucks will hang out a little bit yeah and and on a a property like the 80 um deer really cling to those areas that are open and we completely cleared that area out i could see deer bedding on on the edges of it or right off of it um Mm -hmm. and when they haven't in the past so Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know like we're gonna say this i'm sure every every uh august every other year after this but i mean it just feels like we made a lot of big moves that are going to help us shoot mature bucks this this fall so yeah um that's the can city update we also have uh, a new hunter update um man i don't think we've even talked about it i thought we had covered this but i just looked it up and we have not covered this yet yeah um newhunter.org uh, Nate and I have been working our butts off since about January um, after our amazing 2020 fall with so many new hunters that we podcasted with here. Um, we 
built the website, newhunter.org, um, free to use, at least for this first year. Um, hopefully forever. I mean, I'd love to be able to make it a free platform as long as we can afford that. Um, but I mean, you, you go to newhunter.org, you create a membership and you access a huge mentor portal. So what that means is Nate and I have, um, found these mentors. They've reached out to us through various, the help of our sponsors and our own platform and stuff. Nate did a great job of calling every single one. Like there, there were, I mean, how many, how many mentors did you say, would you like say you didn't end up choosing just because of your phone call? Mm, definitely a handful. Five to 10 maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So Nate did like that first initial, like, like how do you communicate kind of conversation? Mm-hmm. And then we also, as of August 20th, all of our mentors on the site will have gone through official background checks. Um, just, I mean, just for peace of mind of us, for us and for the, the new hunter. Um, like we want to be able to trust the conversation we're having with mentors and we want uh, all of you guys people. to feel safe. Yeah. Um, if you're a new hunter, checking out our website, knowing that all of our mentors are background checked and are good human beings. So, yeah. So that's like a huge piece to our website now is, I mean, everybody's going to have a background check. You, you simply, um, when you create a membership, you'll fill out a liability waiver, whether you're a mentor or a new hunter. Um, and then you have access to, I think I counted, um, like 30, 32 states so far that we have mentors in. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them have multiple mentors in them if they have one. Um, honestly, I'm really disappointed in the Midwest. Like besides Nebraska that you and I are in and one other guy, like we, we might've just first, uh, got our first Iowa guy today that reached out, but nothing in, in South Dakota, Colorado, um, nothing in Kansas, like nothing in like closer North Dakota is a no, um, Minnesota, none. Um, so we need our Midwest folks to, sh- to represent. Yeah. Come um, on folks. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's been super awesome. Um, like as soon as we dropped the website and had just like, I don't know, 15 mentors on there, like they're just new hunters were reaching out like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, they all, we were getting texts from mentors all the time. Like, yep. Taking out like my first new hunter this weekend, we're going to go scout some public. Um, more recently we got another message like, yeah, uh, took out a new hunter this weekend and we were able to have, uh, some deer come in and stop at 40 yards. Really got that new hunter excited. Like, I don't know, people are, the website's working. We're, we, uh, have almost over 400 members now. Um, it's, it's it's exactly what we want to happen. So, um, we're just going to keep the fire going there. If you are a mentor, if you want to be a mentor, or if you know somebody who'd be interested in being a mentor, you can email us. It's mentor at identical Um, or you can just head to the new org and yeah. submit there. Yeah. I mean, mentors, um, as a thank you, I mean, we are offering industry leading discounts. I mean, 30% off first light, which you're not going to find, um, at all. Um, mm-hmm. and like really good discounts on vortex optics, which you don't find anywhere. Like if you're familiar with vortex, like they don't run like huge sales all the time. So having a discount on products is a huge perk for our mentors and Onyx membership free elite. 
elite, yeah. So, um, and not to mention free uh, custom hat from us um, that only mentors get. So these things aren't for sale, but we ship them out to all of our mentors that are helping us out and, and taking new hunters out. So um, just as a thank you, we really appreciate it. So, yeah, I mean, if you're interested, definitely reach out. But yeah. that's kind of the newhunter.org update. Um, so with that, Thomas and I are taking people as well this fall. We've got a September whitetail hunt. We've got an October whitetail hunt. And this year we're going to be doing a bunch more small game and upland game stuff. Different than last year. We did a lot more big game last year, um, which is great. But we also want to kind of tackle some of the easier things for people, for folks to pick up on public land and just uh, tackle a different um, spectrum. So we are going to be doing some, we got a pheasant hunt lined up as well, and we're going to be doing some squirrel huntings. Uh, so, yeah. We might. Um, we're, still, we're still looking for folks for some of those hunts, too. So you can head to newhunter.org, go to Nebraska, and email either Thomas or I. So We've actually been in uh, talks with old Ryan Callahan. Um, he's got his, uh, is it a lab? Mm-hmm. Snort, um, snort. Who uh, he he's interested in coming down and maybe doing some upland game with some new hunters, which would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're doing that. And uh, our good buddy Jacob Staub, he um, is being very generous as he always is to host another hunt at his family's property in, in central Nebraska. Um, we are always looking for private landowners who maybe need some deer taken out, some does, management, whatever. Um, reach out to yeah. us because we would love we'd love access to that. We don't own any property in Nebraska. Kansas tags are kind of hard to get, um, and so any landowners that ha- like have availability um, would love some deer taken out. Yeah. We're all about shooting does. Oftentimes, um, it's a win-win. Like yeah. like with Jacob. He's like so generous, like he doesn't mind like if if these new hunters shot a booner, but yeah. like we don't want to do that like to him. Um, like these new hunters are just appreciated with a with a doe, mm-hmm. um, but and we were able to take out two does last year on his property, mm-hmm. and um, they they kind of have the um, just like their uh, Jacob's grandpa always has a, a big rifle camp. So they shoot tons and tons of bucks. So, and not as many does. So whenever uh, we take does off the property, it always mm-hmm. makes me feel good. At least um, mm-hmm. probably helps the management just a little bit. Um, they've got a heavy doe population. So, yeah, yeah. So if you want to do that, you can hit us up. Go to go to newhunter.org or just uh, email that mentor at identical draw too, and you'll you'll find us. But we get back to everybody, every single person that emails us. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a response from us. So yeah, yeah. But that's that's the update. We. Um, Hey Siri, how many days until September 1st? It's 15 days until then. 15 days. We are going to be camping out in the sand hills of western Nebraska. Um, that's for the next podcast, but until then, we've got two weeks. And this hunt is... I can't even like think about it without like getting jitters because, man, this sand hill mule deer hunt has been it's just been one of those hunts 
it's 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 haunted us a little bit. It's addicting as hell. It's, it's, it's super treated, fun. It's treated us well too. It like, has. We we find deer. We find bucks. Yeah. We find keeps bucks. Keeps us coming back, but we've never never killed something. Never killed. And um, been close as hell. <laughs> yeah, really close. We have flung some arrows out there, um, but chasing them in the sand hills with archery equipment is tough. Um, yeah. No mistakes. Like, yeah, you can't, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to no mistakes. Mm-hmm. Every single buck, I haven't had a tag. I haven't held a tag out there for I think three years now. But my first two years, like I, I, I should have killed bucks, but I didn't because mm-hmm. I made mistakes. I mean, made, the first trip, how many arrows did you release? Three, three. Yeah, yeah. Um, I only should have shot the two. Yeah. Um, I mean, this my second shot. I, I still am like, that might have been a kill shot. I had time mm-hmm. to settle, but. Um, in slow-mo watching the footage it, it my uh, fletching hit one of the yuccas yuccas and just took it sideways um, and I felt really good in that shot but yeah I know I mean and then Nate's first year out there I mean he you hesitated mm-hmm. and that cost that costed a buck mm-hmm. um, just trying to make I mean half of it is just decision making you know you just gotta happen to make the right decision you've got to be just shooting lights out you know um, like Dylan last year I mean he the first shot he made was like literally right on the heart but that buck swiveled and turned and ducked and and it looked like he like freaking shot with his eyes closed like mm-hmm. it just i don't know it's and then the second shot he shot over the buck's back and mm-hmm. that just you know it's got it's got to be perfect yeah. and um, so that's the first hunt of the of the year and i'm getting absolutely jacked but i'm also like i'm really trying to um stay stay present mentally because i like in my mind it's basically guaranteed that i will be drawn back at a big buck like that's where i'm at and um i think i think that's a guarantee you can make yeah so then it's just am i gonna have the composure to make that shot um and so that's what i'm working on i'm i'm at the range daily um i'm just putting reps through the bow like i'd never have in my entire life just getting things set um, so I really want to kill a mule deer out there. Um, and, uh, you've never, you've never killed a mule. I've never, I have never killed a mule. Um, I'm not sure if I've ever shot at a mule. I don't think I've ever even shot at a mule, but, um, yeah, but our buddy Brad Beaver, um, if, if, if you're on the IG and you like whitetails, you need to go, uh, follow Brad Beaver. He does work for a bunch of awesome outdoor companies. Um, shoots big bucks he works he does some stuff with uh our friends over at first light um so yeah you should uh give him a follow but he's going to be joining us out there and this is his first western hunt too so it's not going to be a new hunter hunt but it's brad's first western hunt too so um but yeah we will definitely be doing a podcast out there um for all these hunts but yeah this this is kind of our last one before the fall kicks off we have we have put in our time we put in our sweat um, and now we just need to we need to go out there and make some shots and reap the benefits. Yeah, I th- I think um, we want to fix that ratio a little bit. Last year you you shot an antelope doe, I shot and a and a whitetail. Mm-hmm. Um, I shot a whitetail doe on the South Dakota trip. No bucks. Like I want to. I mean, we spent a ton of time with new hunters, and we're going to as well this year. Um, but I'd love to shoot cans buck and also get some new hunters on some animals so mm-hmm. yeah i mean let's go another successful season yeah uh, what, what, what's your to wrap it up 
kind of lay down the success like what what do you what do you want out of the season animal wise or just new hunter wise what what are tom's goals i think out of um we're, we're heading back to south dakota uh i have the tag there i think between i i really want one of the mule deer tags filled mm-hmm. um ideally nebraska just because i mean you have the chance of a velvet buck um being there this is our like our fourth or fifth year mm-hmm. um well brad well i mean dylan um from our new hunter or one of our new hunters last year that was with us i mean he's he's going back he's literally driving 20 some hours from cali because that buck broke his heart so bad <laughs> so we're gonna be able to see him mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean i would love to fill one of the mule deer tags um and i would love for one of us to kill a can city buck if if we could do that Hopefully it's not both you shooting both those deer, but mm-hmm. that we can split some, mm-hmm. split some success and and get new hunters on uh, some deer. Yeah, I, I mine's pretty much the same. I'd love I'd love a mule deer to go down, and I'd love a Kansas City buck to go down between us. Um, I don't know. The years are piling up. I feel like we're getting smarter and smarter every time um, we go out west and we start to fall. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, last year you made a perfect heart shot on an antelope at 60 yards, and um, I didn't um, really have a, a super awesome opportunity at a, at a muley in, in South Dakota, and um, we didn't even release an arrow at a Kansas 80 buck. So I think um, knowledge is piling up, and we're about to drop some animals this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> that'll wrap up the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Go check out newhunter.org. Um, if you want to be in touch with us, you can become a member there. Find us under Nebraska. Email mentor at identicaldraw.com. If you're either interested in mentorship or a landowner that would love some deer taken out, um, or just want to say, hey. Yeah, last email. thing, we've got a, uh, we're in just a couple of days, we're going to be uh, releasing info on a uh, mule deer foundation hunt. That's going to be in November, so keep mm-hmm. your eyes open for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for listening and, uh, stay posted. We're going to be posting a bunch on our IG, a bunch on our story about all the fall activities and hunts. So, um, good luck this season. Yep. Peace.